All right, you I ready? Believe... Oh. Yes, go. No, sorry. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm ready. Take me away. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Mysterious AF. I'm Celesta, and I'm joined by my co-host. You might know him from Char's Candles on YouTube. I call him the Manson of podcasting because he's killing it, and he's keeping his hands clean. The one, the only, Charles! Hi, how do I follow up <laughs> that amazing introduction? Because <laughs> I have nothing prepared. Um, but yes, thank you for the Char's Candles shout out. Uh, I've recently been thinking about expanding into Char's Cooking Corner also. Actually, Cocktail Corner would probably be more accurate to describe what uh, my other expertise is. But yes, I am glad to be here. Uh, in cyberspace with you, <laughs> like whatever the Ethernet is that connects us, and yeah. What's your what do you what's your quarantini of the night? What are you drinking? Well, I'm so glad you asked. I am drinking vodka with ice. Oh, I'm also and, drinking vodka. Oh, cheers! <laughs> do you have yours mixed with something? Yes, well, I have the I have a cherry flavored vodka with uh, sparkling lemon lime water. That sounds absolutely refreshing. It tastes a bit medicinal, so it makes me feel healthy. Okay, it's probably the cherry, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm enjoying it though. I haven't done fruit flavored vodkas since college when we used to do shots of strawberry vodka before sneaking into the club. Um, and so like I would try it again. I just would be hesitant to do so and very uh, light on my pour <laughs> with yeah. the vodka. Yeah. But I feel like um, an adult cherry limeade is uh, a wonderful thing. I used to get that at a little gay bar in Wichita called Jay's Lounge. Mm. They'd make cherry limeades. And yeah, I should have uh, blended that sucker. I didn't think about it. Oh, yeah. Next time. Because I can't drink time. bourbon all the time. Like, we have plenty of bourbon, but I'm like, I got to mix it up. Yeah. Um, have you had any good wines lately? Um, I don't know if they're good, but we've been drinking more wine. We just get the cheap stuff normally. Have yeah. you? Um, we, I haven't opened it yet, but Nate's cousin, second cousin who lives up here brought us a bottle of wine from Argentina and mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, it's a, it's a red blend. So I'm excited to try it. I just, I feel like it's one of those things that I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to open it. Like I want to keep it or I don't know. That's really weird. Of you want to like wait till the, the virus hits and then on your deathbed, you're like, let's open this. <laughs> bottle of wine that is exactly it so then i can wake up the next morning and think i you know suffered a gunshot wound because i fell asleep (laughs) with a glass of wine on me again (laughs) uh well i was like i was gonna talk about some cheese but i'm gonna save that for my favorite thing (laughs) this is the way my brain last time either i know i was like we we just skipped around yeah we need it more than ever now we are I don't know when you're listening to this, but we're in the the heat, the the depth of the pandemic right now. Still alive, still well. Uh, Kansas City just went starting its it's starting its 30 day shutdown on Tuesday. 
So we'll see how it goes. I'll still be out there working my ass off, keeping your pets well. And it's such a fine ass to work, too. (laughs) It's getting fatter every day. Because all I want to do is eat and drink, and I don't know why. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) Like people hoarding toilet paper, it doesn't make sense. But that's, you know, we're all doing what we got to do to survive here. It's our hibernation instinct. We just want to stay inside and get all fat and say, I see. (laughs) I think I might try to bike to work this week. I got my bike all cleaned up. Nice. Um, It's going to be a little chilly, but there'll be like zero traffic. So shouldn't take too long. I'll give it a whirl. Yeah, I think, well, and once you like warm up, I'm sure it'll feel good to be. It'll be nice to get the fresh air for sure. And the exercise. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> All uh, right. Before we go any further, we are a podcast that reviews mysterious documentaries. And today we're reviewing episodes four, five, and six of the Hellier season two series, which is found on YouTube, or I think you watch it on Amazon. Yes, I watch it on Prime. We did season one a while back. Now we're on season two. The first three episodes were kind of boring. Yes. Agreed. These three, slightly more exciting. But only slightly. You want to start us off? Sure. I would love to. So episode episode four, titled Your Green Man. <laughs> um, this actually kind of ties back into the very first episode where we see Greg and Dana doing their live stream and they get this email that says urgent and they think it's very similar to the one that they got from David back in season one or before season one even happened. And so they get this email during their live stream, they're reading it uh, and they call Tyler who's getting ready to go out to investigate some coordinates that they have had that they went to investigate prior. Yeah, but but they didn't go to the exact coordinates. Right. And so Tyler, being the adventurous outdoorsman that he is, is like, I'm going to go in the wilderness of North Carolina in the Brown Mountains. But they get worried because what does she mention in there? Uh, She thinks that she's going to be the next sacrifice. Is one of the things, like, are you, are you talking about the content of her email? <laughs> like, it's kind yeah, of all over the place. something, I know, there was, and I guess I didn't write it down, but there was something, some specific words she used. Okay. That made them really paranoid, like they were being watched or something. So they were really worried that she sent that, like, the night before he was supposed to leave. But you know what, he goes anyway, because he's Tyler, and he's brave well the whole email to me sounded like she um distilled lots of ideas from the x-files into one episode of what's going on in her life yeah um and she thinks the whole town is in on this like cult and she's going to be the next sacrifice and her name's amy and she actually puts her name and birth her alleged name and alleged birth date in this email um and then I don't know if it's Tyler that says the green man or what, but then I was like, oh my God, 
Celeste just texted me about this a few days ago, and I, for some reason, was thinking of the Green Man from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. It's that Green Man suit. Um, oh, it was like yeah, a popular yeah, yeah. Halloween costume. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I think it was green, but um, and yeah. so then I was like, wait, did we really talk about this? I was having a really synchronous deja vu moment because it turns out you were rewatching this episode as I was watching it for the first time. Yep. Um, so yeah, we, even though we are miles apart, we have psychically bonded and have (laughs) created this synchronous, um, bond between us. I don't know. She's closer to me than anybody else in my life. Yeah. I, uh, (laughs) let's see where this goes, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Um, so yeah, you're right. She brings up so many things. She, uh, we get different parts of the email at different times, but it just seemed like too much. And she instantly knew that like the CIA, Navy, Marines, I mean, anybody she could come up with was in on this. But of course, Greg flips out, becomes very wordy, worried immediately and uh, doesn't want Tyler to go. They get in a big fight over it. Tyler goes... And then if you guys remember, like, there was a sc- there was a shot from him in the first episode where he's walking in the woods and that helicopter flies over him. Well, here it is. We see we see it happen in real life. He's out. He goes to the coordinates. Shocking. Nothing's there. A helicopter flies over him. He freaks out. He closes the compass app on his phone. Gets lost in the woods. But ends up finding a trail which leads to this old lady's house. And then she murders him. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that didn't happen. That's what you wish happened. No. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't wish ill will upon any of these people. And even though we make fun of this documentary, I was like, you know what? At least they have provided entertainment for us and put it out there into the world. And, yeah, you know, it's stuff that... Right up our alley, even though we make fun of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so just backtracking a bit um, real quick, because I thought this was important enough to write down. Greg had emailed that Amy lady back after her first urgent email. And then her reply email was super long. And she talks about how she and her boyfriend were camping and she thought she was hearing a woman or a female bobcat or something being murdered out in the night. And she finds this cabin where she finds tools that looked like they were used for torture. And she also found strange photos. And so my question of course is, well, where are these photos that she found? Why didn't she take pictures of them? And she said that there was evidence of rituals that were based on pagan and Wiccan beliefs. And then I'm like, isn't Dana like Wiccan or pagan? Um, And I was like, I don't think that Wiccans practice sacrifice. Like they are very like pacifist, like one with Mm -hmm. nature. I just, the way that they were like, but yeah, like she lumps everything into that email. Every, anything that could be happening in the woods of West Virginia is apparently happening. Yeah. Kentucky. Sorry. (laughs) Close enough. I mean, I think that they're somewhere (laughs) close on the map of, the United States, somewhere out in the east. Right. Of us. 
Right. And so, yeah, like she said, she found like documents and papers and this is where they're doing all the rituals. And I'm like, so every known government agency is in on this. The local sheriff's in on it, but they just left this cabin and all of these important documents for you to find. Like, <laughs> does that make any sense? No, no, it doesn't. Skinwalker Ranch is on lockdown, but this cabin where apparently all the same shit is going on is like just open for any passerby to enter and get evidence. And then the other thing is, I thought about this later, is like, so, and, you know, she's like, she's in fear of her life because they know about her. and So they're letting you live to tell other people, but they're okay with killing other random people if they're okay with killing and sacrifice why haven't they killed this woman yet well, why would they let her live i'm honestly hoping in like a couple of years it will turn out that quote amy is somebody from greg's past who is like in love with him and greg like did this person wrong and amy is a catfisher and they are on an episode <laughs> of catfish like that's my <laughs> that is like my end hope for all of this madness <laughs> They were like I'm the most elaborate catfishing like, team ever. That bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you can have him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so whiny. Yeah, I don't remember if it's in this episode or the next, but they're I think it's when they're talking about when season one is released, and they're like, Greg Newkirk, aka the silver fox molder. And oh, I was like, who <laughs> is who's uh comparison? <laughs> yeah, I would like to to know this who's who's mm, no one of them gives me the tingles the other one not, not so much and one of them goes after danger the other one's like eh, i'm too scared it's too dangerous <laughs> i can't go into this cave me <laughs> uh, <clears throat> sorry so no you're, it's fine uh <laughs> i i agree completely i um I just, I couldn't help but laugh at that. Because I was like, they didn't say anything about Dana. Like, the next, you know, it was just like <laughs> all about Greg. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, Tyler out in the woods. It was cool that he went. Tyler's a man that gets it done, like I said last episode. But didn't find anything. There was like a bunch of trees that were kind of like chopped down or something. Which was weird. But anyway, so he gets to this old lady's house. And he talks to her and he's asking her about paranormal stuff and like weird stuff happening in the woods. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. But then what does he see, Charles? Uh, <laughs> he sees a carving of a man's face in a tree that he interprets as the green man. And he asks her about it. And she says, no, that's just an old man. Like, old man. What, what the fuck are you talking about? You My weirdo? husband likes to whittle on trees. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I've, I've seen. Well, I guess I've never had like the thought to like compare it to the Green Man, but I was like, I've seen people carve faces into yeah. trees all the time. Yeah. Like, or they have those like things that you stick into the tree to make it look like it has a face. Right. I mean, it's kind of weird though. Kind of. It's weird. very synchronous. You're right. He he found this one house in the woods, and it happened to have a tree face carving thing. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. I'm just, you know, you're right though. There's a lot of them, a lot of people that have that sort of thing. Well, and I was, I thought it was more of like he made it to like civilization, like a neighborhood. So it was like, but I guess just choosing the one house that he went to, 
But do we really know for sure that, that was the tree outside of that house or he just happened to see it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much I trust Tyler. Ooh. I don't know if I trust him yet. Wow. Okay. <laughs> my, with my heart. <laughs> His pretty face, but I don't know if I can let him I have I don't know if I could be hurt again. <laughs> <laughs> He's no Robbie Williams, I can tell you that. That's for sure. All right. So, but then the next part is what really got me. When he walks back to his car and that cop shows up. Yeah. And he's basically, from his description, like, asked to leave slash making sure, like, this whole squad of cop cars, it turns out, are there making sure that he leaves North Carolina. Right. But, you know, again, when I was watching this again, and not to be like a Debbie Downer, because I want to believe. But the cop, I heard, like, he said, the cop's like, you know, people talk to me in this town. And we know when a stranger shows up. But I'm like, well, the old lady called the cops. Right? Probably, yeah. Or she knew the sheriff or whatever because it's a tiny, tiny town. And this weirdo showed up and started asking her about paranormal stuff in the woods. Yeah. What's the first thing an old lady's going to do? Definitely call the police or shoot. Right. (laughs) Shoot him. So apparently he's escorted out of town, though. Which is seems like a bit much, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, small town. You just come stumbling out of the woods. Right. And you go to a stranger's house and start <laughs> asking her all of this weird stuff. Like, that is uncomfortable for anybody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the first time I watched it, I was like, holy shit, this is getting good. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm She's... Like, she has legitimate concerns. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> she probably thought you were a meth head. You've been lost in the woods for hours. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> all sweaty, shows up. Hey, you ever see any strange lights in these woods? You ever hear any screaming in these woods? Oh my God, look at that old man on the tree. Uh, <laughs> she's like, okay, yep. You need to go, yep. sir. Bye. You need to get out of here. <laughs> guess that's all I got for episode four. Yeah, the only thing I had left was that Amy disappears after all these back and forths. Like, they don't hear from her again, kind of like what happened with David. Yeah. Um, And that's the end of episode four. You're a green man. Episode five. Unknown country. What the fuck happened to Tyler's hair? I don't, I don't know what happened to it. I don't know, but it was like Sonic the Hedgehog. It was like... <laughs> Sticking, I don't, that's why I was like, did he like accidentally electrocute himself? <laughs> what happened? I was just like staring at the screen and I was like, what? It just, it's going everywhere. I did not notice. Um, This one, I guess this episode was kind of boring, but it was a little like uh-huh. the, I guess the lore part was a little interesting. Like the story they kind of start out with about the faceless creature that guides the sky to the unknown country in the caves yeah that was weird i hadn't heard that before but i don't usually read stuff like that i guess i mean i think i do but now they're pulling out everything from everything so i just i wrote long spiel uh everything in mythology is connected somehow so they are like connecting like what was it like aphrodite and yeah, yes. Uh, some Aphrodite spelled backwards, which I can't remember how they pronounce it at this point. But like, 
I don't know. It was it was interesting, but it was just so long, and it was a lot of information. It was a lot of information. Like I feel like they do that. This the whole shit. Like when they have information, they condense it into like one episode, and yeah. that's what I feel like we've been like we've talked about like how it's kind of like you get like one or two episodes that you feel like oh this is pretty good, and then it's like information dump. Yeah, and, they kind of cut the the flow. Yeah, and you're like, oh, well, this is back to being boring again. Yeah, and I, it's not like I don't want to hear this information. It's just like, could you interject it like in more interesting ways? And that's nothing to like, not crapping on their investigation. It's just the way they have set it up, like the flow of the the film, right? Or the episodes, but yeah, they they do pull in everything. They talk about. The semicultists believe that Aleister Crowley, who is like, was he the Church of Satan? I don't know. He was, I know, big, big in the occult. Yeah. Um, But they think that he opened the gateway to aliens being able to come in. And he had that artwork called Lam or Lam, L-A-N. Right. That big, long alien face looking thing. Yeah. And so Carl shows back up, like in the shots. He's like with the gang and it's this just chaotic scene of all of them talking over each other. And it is so annoying and frustrating. It's like, I'm just tuning this out. Well, is that when they're like sharing the email? Because they in these episodes, too, they're like sharing these emails with everybody one by one, kind of. And they're being very dramatic about it, like recording everyone's responses. And it's just like, you guys, this could have been an email like or. You could have all gotten together in the same room and just read the email to everyone, but instead, everyone gets their like own episode to react to this Amy email. It's kind of again a bit much, but whatever. Yeah, and Carl is skeptical about it, and and Tyler wants to go check out the area where these emails are coming from. Right. Yeah, and Greg is of course worried. (laughs) <laughs> because Amy told them that, you know, you're on the radar of right. whoever this shadow conspiracy is. And Greg's worried that someone's going to die or get killed because of his decision. <laughs> yeah. Calm down, Greg. Yeah, great. You're like... investigating goblins. Okay. Like, <laughs> settle down. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, there's like this big back and forth. Greg's getting upset with Tyler. And, of course, Dana doesn't want him to go. But they go, thankfully. Yeah. They go to Summer, oh, Somerset, right? Somerset. Yes. Somerset, Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> and of course, they go down into a cave. That cave was awesome. That thing was huge. Yeah. And they find piles of bones. Yep. Not human, yeah, but. Hear voices, or supposedly. Yeah, that, that part was a little. Uh, acted to me <laughs> like really well because tyler's like you hear those right and it was just like i i don't even think that greg said like oh yeah i can hear them i don't remember for sure no, but he it, was just like we can't go down there come back yeah <laughs> tyler's like we're so close well okay. and i'm just like do you what like what is your like plan b here if something happens like spelunking and kate like right and know, it like, seemed like they kind of gloss over it, but like Tyler did research and he found this cave. But I'm, 
I mean, it's a huge cave. It's probably in a park where people can go. And I'm not saying that people would, like, climb way in there, but it's possible that right around the corner there were other people. Like, it's not like he needed a bunch of gear to get in there. It was like, it seemed like you could just walk right in, and the thing was so big. But there was also running water, so he might just be hearing kind of like... You know, your your brain tries to pick up and make sense of noises and especially in the dark like they were because right. they were like filming with night vision like they yeah. didn't have at least it didn't seem like they had a ton of light down there right. with them. And I feel like your brain starts to like put things together right. when you don't have your eyesight or like is seeing things as easily. Um, and then they go to the road and like the chapel that was mentioned in the email. So they kind of find out that she must be familiar with the area at the very least because these things exist. I was a little surprised that they didn't, and maybe they just didn't want to show it, but like, it seemed like Greg found her and like found her address and stuff, but they didn't show them going to check out her neighborhood, like her trailer park sort of thing. Like, right. Which I thought was a little odd. Maybe they were too scared. He's too worried. Celeste. He he would drive by. (laughs) (laughs) Two he white was a f- dudes driving by a, a trailer court in Kentucky. Whoa. She's going to be looking out her window at that exact time and see them. <laughs> yeah, so. But it seemed like they're reading from these books at this part in the episode, and it seems like Amy's email, like her narrative, was taken out of some of these books. At least that's how I was interpreting what was going on. Is that what you were picking up on? Or am I just, like, off? I I mean, it's very well possible. I thought it was weird because, yeah, this part they kind of go into, like, the, the person with the robes and the magic wands. <laughs> yes. Because she brought up, like, this guy that she met. He had a wand and da 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 da, da. And it, it, to me, that seemed odd to put in an email... I don't know. Her email, the whole thing is weird because, again, she's throwing in everything. It's like aliens, sex trafficking, sacrifice, cannibalism. Now we have wizards with wands. And it's like, so I, to me, it was just like they were doing research off of what she put in there. I didn't necessarily okay. think that she had read these books first, but she might have. She might have been into this stuff. I don't know. Well, I just because it seemed like they found other books where they were talking about these robed figures with wands. Yeah. Um, and so I guess maybe they're, they are interpreting it as these other sources are right. And Amy was seeing what these other people have right. also seen. It was just that's personally nothing I've ever heard about, but I haven't really researched into goblins no. and the caves. But I was just like. Really? This is where this is going? <laughs> yeah. It I did was not bizarre. see this coming. What but, like, yeah, it was interesting that there's, like, accounts of this stuff. I mean, personal accounts that who knows if they're true or not. But, yeah, it's yeah. not something I I just thought that was in, like, Lord of the Rings stuff. I didn't. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> That's probably where she got it from. And then they found some real sources to back up her story. So Yeah. It's like there's goblins and wands in the Harry Potter. Yeah, there is. So she's she's probably 
high on some kind of drugs watching Harry <laughs> Potter and porn. And she's like created this crazy. <laughs> she wakes up one morning. She's like, I must tell my story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then she's the catfisher who's writing the stories. Yep. The last thing I had for this episode that I wrote down was um, they were talking about the missing people and caves and like spelunkers shredded clothes being found. Um, And and that made me think parallel. Oh God. Yeah. But the, the shredded clothes and like the missing, or I guess they they weren't missing. I guess it was just their shredded clothes part made me think of missing four one one. Yeah. But people are missing, you know, like, yeah, but I guess these people's bodies were were found. You know, Charles uh, Spelunkin is dangerous. So. It is. I. That's why I don't. I don't want to do it. Like I don't even like caves. Like no, thank you. But you think about these people who maybe have or have not trained or taken classes, and they go right. do these things by themselves. Of course, there's a risk yeah. of death. Well, You're and that plummet to your death. <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. But <laughs> funny. People are dumb. It's like this whole pandemic thing. Pandemic. Like, I'm not going to get sick. I'm going to go outside and do all the things. And then I thought it was funny, too. So they start talking about the 37th parallel, which apparently is like this paranormal hotspot around the globe. People go missing. But then Greg just starts reading these, like, stories off, I don't know, Reddit or something about people in caves and I saw this and I saw that. And I'm like, they're taking all these stories off the internet as fact. And I just thought it was kind of comical. Like, I know we want to believe people's stories, but also why is this in this documentary? You're not actually interviewing these people. You don't know what their intentions are. Mm-hmm. Truth sister, speak it. I don't know. It's just, um, oh, and then they find out Amy was in jail, which is why her email stopped. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> not abducted, not killed, just in jail. For breaking and entering possession, uh, not demonic possession, possession of <laughs> drugs. <laughs> <laughs> just hmm. to clarify for your for you gentle listeners. Yep. Oh, and then uh, we, you know, then we end with the whole, like, wait, and then we end with finding a central, oh, that's what we end with. Um, but this is where we get all the, the Carl puts together, like, the lines on the on the map, right? Yes. Carl, I feel like he just wanted to be involved somehow. <laughs> so, so he starts drawing lines. <laughs> he's connecting, like, all these spots on the map where they've been and investigated and he's like look at how all these lines up line up but like i thought that was ridiculous first of all you're using a flat map second of all like two points can be connected by a straight line at any like i just it was pointless to me so you're saying that the earth isn't flat (laughs) what i'm getting out of this like, yeah, I can draw a line from my house to your house. And it, oh, my gosh, Charles, we connect. Like, what? I don't. It, I knew I, I shouldn't like, have paid that money to join the Flatter Society. Damn it. I want my $500 back. 
it's just in, and I was like, fine, if you make all these lines and it makes like some sort of weird pentagram or something, then fine. Or like an alien head. That would be amazing. But I was did. really hoping for that, honestly. <laughs> I, I was like, if they zoom out and there's a pentagram, yeah. I'm going to shit everywhere. I know. <laughs> but guess what? Doesn't happen. It looks Maybe like they just a... haven't found enough points yet. I don't know. It looked like a, the stick figure from the Blair Witch Project, but yeah, with, like, extra limbs. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was, yeah. Um, yeah. And then he's like, oh, and I, I had some, you know, I tried to put in other people's houses and stuff, and it didn't connect. And da, da, da. I'm like, didn't connect to what? Again, you can draw a straight line from their house to a cave. Like, I don't. I don't know why they didn't fit into his narrative. And the one that the line that passed a mile and a half from his house and they were all like, whoa, I'm like, <laughs> a mile and a half away in a park or something. He's like, yeah, yeah. this is like a mile and a half in the park next to my house. <laughs> OK. Sure, Carl. Yeah. Get out of here, Carl. So. I probably asked this before. Are you still Team Carl or have you switched over to Team Tyler? Yeah, I'm Team Tyler. I like how Tyler gets stuff done. Okay, thank you. I don't know if he's better looking, but mm. I like his gumption. Yeah, you're right. His enthusiasm. So yeah, I'm ready to move on to the last episode if you are. I'm ready. Episode six. The altar. The altar of love. <laughs> I wish that's what was going to happen. Like The altar of tin can. <laughs> oh, my God. I, <laughs> that is my first note, actually. OMG. They're looking for the tin can. Yep. I have that exact same thing. Oh my, except I put, oh, my God. But, <laughs> yeah, they're looking for the tin can. And they find it. After it's been moved... Yeah, well, they said they were, like, kicking it around and stuff the last time they were there, but... But, oh, okay, so <laughs> from what I see of this tin can, do you know, it made me think of those, like, it wasn't a can, but one of those camping cups that you would take, like, in your camping equipment, like a tin cup, like, that you'd pour your coffee into. That's what it looked like to me, not, like, the can mm. that I was thinking of. Um, I, I don't really know if that means anything, but I was just like, well, that isn't what I really remember. And that's not what I was expecting. No, and well, I feel like there was so much trash in that place. Right. That they could have been like, oh yeah, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> from, season, <laughs> from season one, I don't remember. Like I, the only photo I remember is like when it was like half kind of stuck in the ground. Like I don't yeah. remember them holding it or really showing us what it looked like. But it, you know, they find a tin can. So... We'll and they're mystified. Yeah, they're mystified as to why they didn't pick it up and keep it last time. And then that, I just thought it was so funny watching it the second time. They have like this photo of Greg and Dana and Tyler with the tin can after they found it. Like they're just so happy. They. <laughs> it's like they're popping bottles of champagne yeah. with like tin <laughs> can above them. And I was like, do you normally pick up trash from places that you visit to like take back with you? <laughs> And I was like, what was Connor going to think? Because he was haunted by that tin can. Oh, shit. He's going to have I to mean, run. Yeah. It's going to freak him out. All that psychic energy emanating from that tin <laughs> can of doom. Nightmares. <laughs> They're going to chase him around with it. 
but yes, so, they're in, back in Hillier. Yeah. And they say that they um, that Carl scrubbed the footage and was able to find that address that they thought was David's house. Mm-hmm. So they go there, and what happened to his house? Well, it was hit by God's holy fire, and it burnt <laughs> to the ground. Accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> Facts. God it struck it down with fire. Be gone, <laughs> <Begone>, Satan! <laughs> Gotta put an end to these damn goblins. Yep. So, yeah. And they they think that's why they couldn't find it last time, because it was burnt to the ground, and they weren't looking for a burnt house. They were looking for a whole house. So, there you go. Again, they don't get out to examine the property at all. They just drive by. Right? Like they couldn't have found the trail to the cave where the goblins were coming yeah, from. Look for tracks or something. Nobody nope. around. Nope. Why would we do that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised Tyler didn't because, well, again, Greg and Dana probably told him not to. They probably put the child locks on the car and he couldn't get out. <laughs> <laughs> you are so right. Probably. <laughs> So then we get the release of Hellier. So just, rem- just a reminder, like a lot of this is happening bef- like while they're editing all the footage. So people have not seen Hellier season one. So these emails that are coming in, either people like somehow got footage or knew what was going on before Hellier was coming out, or they have connections to the original players in, in uh, season one. But anyway, Hellier is released, and we get all these reviews. People love it, although I don't know why they'd put any bad reviews in their <laughs> own documentary about their documentary. But um, I thought it was fun. They had last podcast on the left clip in there. I saw that, and it made me think of you. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I just wanted to say, cheers, Adam. Because when I saw that Hellier was released, I was like, oh, you know, this time last year yeah. we were recording season one and just thought I'd say hello. Hope you are having a good quarantine in Kansas City. Yeah. I love all your posts with the corgi. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they're they're hoping with this release that um, David, the original emailer, would maybe see it and reach out they're hoping for more stories they're hoping for people to come forward and they don't get david but they do get a lot of other people in and around the hellier area with a bunch of stories about goblins and caves and voices and babies crying yeah they get i don't know if this is in a specific email or who it's from maybe it's from the Vaughn guy, but someone tells them that Terry and David are sigils and they're part of the magical ritual and that Hillier, the town itself, and maybe the documentary is a hyper sigil. Um, I did not look up what the word sigil meant. So um, I don't know. I didn't either, but it meant that they were not real, but they were players in this. Why don't we just look it up real quick? How hard is that? That's what I'm doing, actually. Oh. It's yeah. an inscribed or painted symbol considered to have magical power. There you go. So they're, they're part of this. Sigil. <laughs> Sigil. 
just in case you wanted to know how to say it. Sigil. <laughs> like, where is that voice coming from? <laughs> right, they get this email from this person who says that maybe T- David and Terry aren't real, um, that they're just sort of this, a part of like this magical ritual. I think I skipped over it earlier but there was this one part where Tyler says oh when he was in the woods but he wasn't finding anything and he came back and he said like I feel like we're in a ritual like we're going through these steps and then we get to this part and this guy's saying maybe you're performing like acting out a ritual for someone or something so that kind of weirded me out and then they go into this whole thing about being like people in states of the in-between or like unrest have more incidents of paranormal activity. So they're saying like people maybe in rural areas or poor areas where things their life is uncertain. Um, of course, they brought up the whole girls going through puberty, you know, get it's. A mysterious supernatural power. It is, where they experience poltergeist activity or whatever. So I guess they're saying like being in a, in that sort of state can and can cause paranormal activity, or you're more I don't know. It, it comes to you in that sort of state. Of course, immediately I thought of our current situation where everyone's freaking out because of Corona. So. Are we going to see an uptick in paranormal activity in the next few weeks or months? I don't think so. I think it's just going to be more mass hysteria. Or like what what was that case about like the vampire in the 70s? And it was because of like everybody freaking out. Obviously, there wasn't a real vampire, but it was like people in England. I'm pretty sure it was. Um hmm. But I'm just saying, like, you can keep giving things power by talking about them and, like, devoting your energy to it. True, but, I mean, I think that plays into this, so... Maybe. I mean, if we're lucky, maybe we'll get haunted or something. (laughs) (laughs) Or abducted. Take me away. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um... (sighs) I mean, I get mass hysteria, but, like, is there a state of of conjuring if a bunch of people are more open to it or more the energy is high in the air? You know what I mean? We could try it. (laughs) I mean, I don't think think we have to do it personally. (laughs) I think if it's going to happen, we're going to see it happen. (laughs) This is like in theory, if you lived in a tiny little town in West Virginia and you were bored and you were scared about your future and. Yeah. I don't know. I I get more of what you're saying now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying hypothetically, Charles, just roll with it. I am trying to roll really hard here. (laughs) I am rolling. I'm going. Maybe they would be more. Uh likely to try alternative methods of making sure everything was going to be okay aka rituals aka sacrifice there you go 
conjuring like you're talking about mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i'm liking it i feel like this could be a great tv show too <laughs> the dangers of small towns the dangers of small <laughs> yeah been there <laughs> um all right well then we get to the best part where they're back in the tunnel to do a final experiment in there I was really excited because they had Tyler with them, and I'm like, Tyler's going to go to the end of that freaking tunnel. He's going to find a goblin. It doesn't happen. I was rather disappointed. But what does happen is also very interesting. A musical. A musical. That's what happens. Yeah. The tones. But first of all, they're drawing symbols on those beams when they get in there. They don't explain what they're doing. Did you see what, what the symbols were? No. Yeah, they don't. They don't tell us what they are. I th I'm thinking it has to be something Dana knows that's like our protection spell. Oh, maybe. Um, they should have poured a circle of salt around them. I learned that mm -hmm. from Hocus Pocus. Yep. But I, I'm I'm thinking that's what it was. Probably. Like probably right. spell. I think they call it something else later, but I don't remember. But it's like another spirit box session where they've got the white noise going and Dana in headphones and she's blindfolded. And she's just listening for the uh, beings to contact her. This part was kind of interesting, actually. Whoa. What? I thought it was really interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, for everything that we've seen, I was like, okay, yes. this is kind of cool. It was better than the Connor one in like season one, which was boring. Yeah. So I guess the jizz of this is that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> The, the the gist of this <laughs> is that Freudian slip. Uh, Dana's communicating. She's hearing. She's repeating these like tones, like humming, like she's like da da, like making these noises. Bum bum bum. Yeah, thank you. And so she's Tyler also, starts doing it. She's also holding onto the can. I don't know if that's important or not. She's holding onto that can for dear life. She yeah. can't lose it again. <laughs> And so Tyler starts repeating what he's hearing and Dana saying like that, like she's hearing someone saying like that. And then Greg and Tyler are doing the bum bum bums together. Mm -hmm. I was getting close encounters with a third kind vibes yes. from this. I was yes. like, what is going to happen? And they, Tyler elaborates a couple of times that he's read or heard that playing musical tones opens doorways and these right or certain systems. like vibrations yeah vibrations um, there's stories of people yeah like playing music or singing or something and then a door opens up in a rock and they walk through mm -hmm. um i thought of jesus at that moment and i was like is jesus an alien um <laughs> <laughs> or a goblin with a wizard right <laughs> i mean with a goblin with a wand <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I actually talking about this right now, it's giving me like chills because it was just, this was the first time and it, it could definitely all be faked or whatever, but like, this is the first time where they had one of these sessions and it seemed like the entity was answering, answering them or like directly communicating with them. It wasn't super random. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's like, these are the sounds. And and then she basically says that, like, you should play them, you know, continuously, continuously. So then Greg and 
Tyler keep repeating it. And she's like, good, you got it. You got it. These are star sounds. And, and then she says something like, the only thing random was don't trust Jack, Dale, or Doug. Um, and it wasn't Doug. Doug he had also yes. emailed them. I thought Doug was the person that Amy said told her to email. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, I was like, I know we just heard that name. Yeah. I felt like. Yeah. And they they were kind of like, Doug, Doug. You know, they, they it sounded like at the moment they couldn't think of where they knew that name from either. Um, and she tells them to, like, build it. Don't quit. Be strong. So when Dana comes out, she tells them that she really feels like they're supposed to be playing those three tones at the same time. So don't dun 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 but like in a harmony and then you should play it continuously but she also the, sorry go ahead i was she also had said that or she says that she hears it takes three of you and there's right. three of them there which i thought right. was really interesting too yeah and important um and then they kind of leave us with like well, they don't leave us. This isn't the end of the episode, but the end of the session, it's like, but we don't know who we're communicating with. Like, and we don't know what door we'd open. Are we dealing with a good thing here? Or are we dealing with the devil? Like, we don't know. We don't know who is telling us to do this. Maybe they will open a door to hell. Probably. I mean, that would make this a lot more interesting. I mean, I've seen Ghostbusters. <laughs> Don't let Zool out. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't get. I know she's hot. I know she's pretty feisty, but. See, if the Ghostbusters were gay men, that wouldn't have been an issue. <laughs> if she asks if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> So I my question with that was like, so they're thinking they have to like build some kind of an instrument or something that's going to do these three tones continuously. Couldn't they just record like them playing the xylophone and like yeah. put it on a boombox and put it on repeat? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see how this goes, if they do it or yeah. Greg chickens out. I'm too worried. Yeah. Too worried. People are going to die from me playing <laughs> music in this game. Maybe that's why we have the pandemic now. They opened up. <laughs> a box that released a virus and here we all are that's that sounds uh pretty scientifically accurate I think it lines up <laughs> synchronicity <laughs> snaps for synchronicity <laughs> we're, i mean this half what year was this we're 2019 yeah we're behind so or 2018 i guess 18, I think, yeah all right. Well, we close with an email from a guy who says he knew or met Terry Wrist. Now, Terry Wrist was that guy that was interviewed in Alan Greenfield's book, The Secret Cipher of the Euphonauts. I can't remember what Terry Wrist said in that or why he's important. I was thinking that he was the one who gave the cipher or told Alan the cipher. Could be. But... My memory's a little hazy. Yeah, I wasn't going to go back to check. Sorry, people. So they go to interview him. And I don't know, he seems pretty legit. What do you think? I Well, this is where you I, fall asleep, isn't it? No. <laughs> oh. I fell asleep after they got done mostly talking to him. And they 
you know, they're asking him, I guess this man's name is Vaughn. And he met Terry when he was a a child. Like Vaughn was a kid when he met Terry or younger. And they ask him, you know, did he use any slurs or like derogatory terms? Because on the coordinates of like the cipher was the word slough, which was short little ugly fucker, which was what they were thinking Terry Risp was calling the goblins, but he'd also used that slur apparently in the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. Um, And Vaughn confirms that yes, Terry had used that like as a slur. See, that was the one part of his story where it seemed a little like, I don't know if I believe you. Because they asked him to name slurs and maybe he just didn't want to, but then they're like, did he say slough? Oh, yes, he did. And it's like, mm. I know. I kind of thought that was cheap, too. I was really thinking that they were getting into to say that. And then once Greg asked him specifically, yeah, I was like, Greg, why did you do that? Gave it away, Greg. Damn it, Greg. But anyway. And so did this. I think this was ending with they were someone Vaughn told them that, or somebody told them that they're doing this ritual for Alan Greenfield. Right. And then they're going to go talk to Vaughn again. Or I don't know who they were going to talk I, to. They're, I think they're trying to talk to Alan Greenfield. Okay. The guy who wrote the book. Um, because someone said, well, I guess multiple people have written in saying like Alan Greenfield is walking you, you know, like he's like the puppet master. He's putting him through this ritual, some sort of. I don't I don't know how this magic stuff works, but he's putting them through these things and sending them places to create some sort of giant magical ritual to open something up. So, um, right. So they're going to I'm assuming they talk to him on the next episode. He is still alive. I kind of just gave him a quick goog and he's done like other podcast interviews. So he's not like this super mysterious author slash which I don't know. Which? <laughs> but he's he's part of like this free illuminist movement, and I tried to Google it and I don't get it. I don't know if it's part of the Illuminati, but there's no like Wikipedia article that says this is what this is. <laughs> so I couldn't. I don't understand. It's almost like a. It's like a religion, but it's not a religion. I don't... It's very mysterious. Very, very fitting for this. Um. Yeah. So, and I don't know... I'm curious to know why, like, Alan Greenfield... I guess because he's part of this... I don't know, the Illuminati or something, that he'd put them through this ritual, but... And why can't he do it himself? Like all the emails that they were getting saying like he can no longer do this himself. Is it because he's too old to be running around the countryside? I don't know. He's been banished. Right. <laughs> Maybe this season will end with him and Dana having like a ritual magic battle. Ooh. Like yes. Gandalf versus the other wizard, and it'll be Dana and beating up an old man <laughs> with magic. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be very entertaining. It's a comic book version that we make after this. Well, I guess this whole series has taken a turn that I didn't see coming. So 
I'm ready to keep going on this ride. Yeah, I'm curious to see what Alan has to say about Terry Risk. Yeah, and then in that interview, they mentioned, like, the guy mentioned that he had a lot of guns. He seemed like a very angry person. He had multiple IDs, so... Yes, yeah. He went by other names. It was just like, what in the world? Do you have any closing closing thoughts, like real closing thoughts? Uh, no, I, like I said, I am excited to see how this wraps up because... Yeah. Uh, um, like we were saying earlier, it's kind of up and down with these episodes. And right now they have me like, okay, I'm curious to see what all is going to shake out from this. And I want to see how they how they explain how it's tied together if they do. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's really kind of all over the place. What about you? Yeah, yeah um, they've piqued my interest again, for sure. I feel like I had notes, like questions, but... Now I can't find them. Oh, so yeah. did you like, you liked these episodes? I did like them. I thought it was interesting that in the, you know, now they've got like this noise they're supposed to be making and multiple times too, you've heard like the hum of the ground people talk about. So it's mm-hmm. like, are other people trying to make these noises to open things up? Um, I thought that was interesting. I think it's curious that the word ritual keeps getting thrown around. And that might just be planned, you know, editing after the fact. I don't know, but yeah. Let's see what happens. The rest of this. And I didn't skip ahead, even though I really wanted to. Wow, I am really proud of you. <laughs> Charles, <laughs> what's your favorite thing this week? I knew you were going to put me on the spot like that. Um, <laughs> probably, well... I have, I guess, a few favorite things, but we, every two weeks, get produce delivered that's, like, ugly produce. It's called Imperfect. It was called Imperfect Produce, but now they've expanded beyond just produce, and they have, like, surplus items. Anyway, I got some Green Goddess Gouda cheese that has garlic Mm -hmm. and, like, tarragon in it, and it was one of the best cheeses I've had in a long time. Um, So good. How was that? How was that imperfect? It was surplus. Oh, that was just surplus. Yeah. Okay, and and like I said, they've, they've expanded beyond just like the ugly fruits and vegetables. Right. Like they have, um, if a company has like extra of something or uh, they, they've been, I guess, trying to offer more than just produce. Right. You don't want it to go to waste. So throw it in the box for you. Yeah. And, and it was very good. It was so good. You know, I love me some cheese. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, I guess also the internet being connected to <laughs> everybody during times of isolation mm-hmm. uh, is a good thing. And I guess, I mean, I'm glad that news can get spread so quickly. I know a lot of fake stuff also gets spread and fear, fear mongering facts, but I'm thankful that we... Um, can still be connected and be together as much as we can during a just a different time than normal. So yeah. cheese and the internet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? What are some of your favorite things, Celesta? Oh, it's been a rough week. Uh, 
favorite is probably just alcohol in general right now. Um, been Always. digging that. <laughs> Always uh, a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> food. I got all the food. Um, oh, I, you know what? The memes right now. I know some people are getting tired of them, but some of those Corona memes just make me laugh so hard. So this has been fun. It's good to laugh during this time. And it's not really a favorite thing, but I am grateful that I am still able to go to work um, and bring home a paycheck. So I know a lot of people are not in that situation. Um, So I'm trying to be grateful and not be angry at the people that would continue to come into the business and expose me to God knows what. So Awesome. I guess. Did you see that? What else I was going to (laughs) say? Did you see that one? Um, I don't know. I I, I don't know if it's a meme or a gif, whatever you want to call it. The one's like, I'm going to come out of this quarantine a gourmet cook or an alcoholic. (laughs) No, but that's pretty accurate. (laughs) I'm currently trying not to come out of it 600 pounds heavier. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What are we Uh, reviewing next? Well, we're going to finish Hellier. (laughs) We sure are going to finish Hellier. Are we Are we finishing the whole thing next time? I guess we could. Yeah, I had originally thought we would do the last three and then the finale, but we could just so smush them all into oh. one. Oh, we can do that. If there's okay. four, that's... Yeah, because there's... How many left. We would have seven, eight, and nine, and then save number 10, the finale, for like its own episode. Sounds good. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, so yeah, we will... We will continue down this path of season two of Hellier. And thanks to quarantine rules and nothing else to do, we might actually get them out on time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there you go. It's another exciting news. Yeah. Another reason to live, to keep on living, people. (laughs) (laughs) Our beautiful voices in in your ears. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Please uh, rate, subscribe, and review. Appreciate that. Send us your personal stories, scary stories, paranormal stories, uh, creepy man in the closet stories. Ooh. Uh, (laughs) That is creepy. I'm going to go poke in my closets before I go to sleep tonight. Yeah, every night you got to check that thing. With my fireplace poker. Who's in there? (laughs) Get out. Nate's like, I was just organizing. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, Nate. Burn. (laughs) And that's the tea. And until next time. Stay stay mysterious. mysterious. Bye. And wash those hands. Yeah, watch the day. Diarrhea. <laughs> Your vodka's kicked in, Heather. I only had one drink. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
glad that I can still laugh at stupid, stupid computer voices reading out catalogical terms. <laughs>